This episode of ITC Sports Ball is brought to you by Swope's Athletic Recruiting and Scouting. Here real quick with a message from our sponsor. Hi, my name is Nathaniel Swoops, 10-year physical education teacher from Chicago. I've created Swope's Athletic Recruiting and Scouting, helping athletes find athletic scholarships to college and also helping athletes understand how to obtain academic scholarships, how to return and get back into school, understanding FAFSA requirements and eligibility eligibility requirements if you have the time please like and follow the page on facebook just look up swopes athletic recruiting and scouting and make sure you like the page i have clients currently in illinois indiana kentucky north carolina california michigan mississippi new york new jersey and florida if you have any athletes no matter what sport that need help finding a school transferring schools or getting back into school please let me know you can contact us at 773-754-9403 or you can hit up swopes athletic recruiting at gmail.com that is s-w-o-p-e-s-a-t-h-l-e-t-i-c-r-e-c-r-u-i-t-i-n-g at gmail.com and again don't forget to like the facebook page yeah yeah enigma in the house my man j span titan studios it's called from the heart Keeping it real is what all the song's about. Never selling your soul. Always staying true to yourself. Alright, ah, uh, yeah. Check it out. Money, money, cars. But we'll never get you far unless you're gonna spit it from the heart. Yeah, money, money, cars. But we'll never get you far unless you're gonna spit it from the start. Man, money, money, cars. And welcome back to your favorite weekly sports show, ladies and gentlemen. It is, of course, ITC Sports Ball. And I am, of course, your man, Jerome Spend Pretty's face on ITC. Had to remind uh, the ace last night. Oh, Pop Pop Candle had to let him know. You're saying still the prettiest face here, baby. What's happening? But yes, of course, of course, we are here with the Righteous Crew. We are here with that number one hot take spitter. The man who rips like Dylan spits. He is the modern day masterpiece with the mouth. He is that man. You know it's your boy Mason. And, uh, today we want to give old Pop Pop a happy birthday shout out. So when you listen to this, just know Pop Pop getting old. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday, Pop Pop. Happy birthday. Yes, we're recording this on Pop Pop's birthday. So, of course, we got to give him some love. But, of course, we have that man. The number one resident troll here. He's that man that sees some fire. He takes some gasoline and gunpowder and throws it on top of it and said, I want to see the world burn. He is that man. Daryl. I'm up. Great, great day. <laughs> great day. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, Daryl is feeling great because there was some really, really good NBA Finals action that went on over this last weekend. Also, there was that spicy UFC card from last weekend. That is right where we are going to start, ladies and gentlemen, because through everything that happened, through a five 
round battle where Glover Teixeira was almost walking out as the reigning, defending, light heavyweight champion of the world. Jan pulled the upset, uh, I think, of this year. Probably going to go down as the finish of the year and being able to tap out Glover Teixeira. Daryl, I got to ask you, how impressed are you with this performance? It was sloppy. Let's be honest. It was a sloppy performance by Yuri. Yuri was over here throwing the same moves over and over again. Keep on throwing a flying knee. Keep on getting taken down, beat up on top. Clover constantly taking him down. It was, it wasn't a great performance. Yes, it was entertaining. It was back and forth. Oh, is he going to get finished? Is he, is Glover going to get finished? It was a back and forth. I, Yes, that was entertaining, but it came down to like who had more, who had more of the energy at that point because that submission right there, no one thought it was it was in. No one thought Glover was going to tap, so we had a different camera angle. We seen him tap. Yuri got the finish. No one thought he was going to do a submission. I, I looked at my bets and I thought I was going to do it, but I was not. That was like a plus 1,800. <laughs> we, we were talking about it before the fight, Daryl. You know, I'm, I was sitting there texting you and I'm like, dude, I want to bet on this card. But they're like, the odds were all so horrible. Like, who the hell expects Yuri to beat Glover Teixeira, of all people, by submission? Like, you, you don't expect that at all. No. Nah. But, I, you know, I don't think it was a sloppy fight, man. I think it's just um, Yuri went in and I think I think him going down so much or staying in the clinch was just his, his confidence level. I mean, yeah, he almost got laid out a few times, almost got submitted because of his overconfidence. But I think that was just his, his game plan, his style going into the fight. I don't think it was a he made mistakes by by fighting Glover in those areas. I just, I feel like he simply said, I'm going to beat you at what you do. I personally thought the mistake that he made that cost him was that he kept trying to go to the roll, roll out, right? He, every time Glover was going for his takedown, he was trying to roll out instead of actually working technique to get himself out to where eventually when Glover got him down, because he figured out, hey, He's just trying to roll away. So I know this. So I'm going to let him try and do his little roll away, and then I'm going to get right on top of him, and he's going to be in trouble. Then. Glover took advantage of that. So it looked like really like he was going to retain the championship. Honestly, I'm a, I don't know about it. You guys are scorecards, but on mine, going into that fifth round, I felt like Yuri had to finish the fight to win the championship. If it went to the judges, the judges were going to give it to the champion. That is generally how it goes in all combat sports, which is why we tell people all the time, do not leave it in the hands of those judges. We have seen judges screw over many of fighters with horrible calls and fights. So don't leave it in their hands. All right. But it was, I have to say, um, I was impressed with the fact that Glover Teixeira really was able to nullify a lot of what he was doing for a good chunk of that fight so you know i have to give him his credit and i'll be honest i don't think anybody else should get a shot first glover should get a rematch that was a very close fight that was a mm -hmm. fight on this much of a margin you know what i mean 
Like it was that close to where Glover still could have been walking out of there, the light heavyweight champion. Like so that I fight that easily could have ended match. in every round. Yep. Yep. So I I I hope that the UFC does it, but I I've heard, you know, even before that fight that uh Jan was the next person in line for whoever won this fight anyway. So we'll see what happens there. But honestly, in my opinion, I feel like to share actually earned his uh his rematch there, unlike where we've seen other guys where they get lumped up and then they get a rematch just because it's a money fight. <coughs> Conor McGregor. <laughs> but yes. There was also another very strong performance on the night. And we have to talk about that monster, Wiley. Goodness gracious. She put Joanna to sleep in spectacular fashion to the point that she retired her ass right now. Okay. So, Daryl, gotta ask you, how impressed are you with Wiley at this point? Not impressed. I called it. Remember I said, I said, don't expect J-Check to come back from a long layoff and expect to win. That was time out. Time out. I said that. Can can you acknowledge that everybody else was right here with you on that? You damn hater. You he you remember he trying to text message us, man? He's like, oh yeah, you see, I predicted it. Yeah, we all did. We said that (laughs) shit. You roll the tape back, bro. <laughs> Dude, try to always say, see, this is why I say you don't remember your losses when you talk about stuff. Because you just be like, oh, look at my righteousness with all these picks I made right. Look at how glorious I am. <laughs> I am glorious. Glorious. <laughs> I want to be. <laughs> but no, how impressed are you with? Waylee at this point, and well, what, what Wei do you Lee, feel should be the next step for her? I see Waylee got a little bit stronger with her takedowns that she was lacking with Rose at the at one point, so that shit has improved. She got a lot. I think her training camp was very good because it seems like a weight cut did not matter to her, so she was very fast. She was very strong. Jacek wasn't ready for that. I think she just thought it was going to be a stand-up battle. And we already know her weakness right now. Like, you keep her standing up, she's going to she gonna try to do the most dipping and dodging and try to throw jabs and fast punches. But when it comes to that ground, she's, like, vulnerable. She can't get up. She gets hit a lot. Like, J-Check's problem was when everybody faced J-Check, everybody was scared of her. So that, that whole mental ground, same thing with Amanda Nunes. Now, once you see the weakness, get her to the ground. Is like we're not scared of you no more. We we just have to do one thing to you, and then you crumble. That's it. I, mean, I think we've seen that throughout women's um the women's uh, game though. Because I mean, at first it was Ronda until she got knocked. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Like I, I think I think. That fight in particular, I felt like Joanna. Um, she, uh, I think she gassed herself out early, and then realized she didn't want to be in there. I'm pretty. I'm. I, if you look at that fight, you can at at some point. It it in her eyes, she just doesn't want to be in there anymore. And 
she's fighting somebody who's still hungry when she's not hungry. She's full. I mean, she's rich. Yeah. She she passed her cornbread off to somebody else. And she's like, I'm full. I don't want it no more. It was exactly what we all talked about on here last week, which was that, hey, Joanna, a year layoff, you're probably not really wanting it anymore. There was that. We talked about how her her dominance over people was no longer a thing and the fear of that was no longer there. That came true too, right? We saw that because Wei Lee came out and was like, we can do this. What's happening, right? Well, like, like and I on said, top of that, she, uh, Wei Lee, that, that uh, spinning backfish, she did that for Hong Kong's independence, bro. Like she, <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what they told her, but all I know, right? All I know is that she a, a when you watch the replay of that a well she she wound that bad boy up and a she was she was she was knocking down borders with that fucking uh, spinning backfish. She was trying to a she she hit three people behind. Yoana, she's hitting Yoana's ghost, and she knocked the shit out of Yoana. Oh. But yes, uh, at this point, I think Yoana made the right decision. Um, we talked about before, you know, the fight happened, which is that hey, if you're taking a year off, probably don't really want it anymore. And in those combat sports, that's not the sports where you can do that, right? Where if you don't want it no more, you ain't hungry, you ain't a dog no more, always in that gym, living that life you probably don't really need to be in there fighting anymore. It's the only reason why Floyd Mayweather has been able to maintain as long as he has, right? Not only has he been smart about his fight choices, but for God's sake, that dude lives in the gym. Even with all the stuff we see Floyd doing now, Floyd still lives in the gym. Like, it's crazy to, to think about it. And that means that, no, that lets you know, hey, he still has some hunger there. He, the, the, the grind part of it hasn't become so monotonous that he's like, all right, I'm not doing this. I think that's part of what happened to Joanna. She's been fighting since he was like, I think 18 or something like that. She's been fighting all this time, professional fighter. She's gotten to the top of the world. What more was there really left for her to do at this point? So it was a smart decision. Now I have to ask you both here, Daryl, I want to ask you first, how do you feel about Whaley going and taking the championship back? Do you feel like the champ should be shaking in her boots right now? Yes. Because she barely fought the last fight with Rose. Rose wanted to be a counterpuncher. And she wanted to be, I don't know, it was either counter-wrestling or counter-something. She was. They were both standing still at that point. Carla's freaking ground game versus Wei Li training with Henry Cejudo. I feel like it's two different levels now because we're talking about Carla. Well, let's say Carla's last opponents, I wouldn't say they were like the best of what they do, but I'm just like, Carla will beat them. If you let if you let her get advantage of you, Whaley's a different beast. So like, Whaley got beat by Rose, motivated Rose. Let's say that motivated Rose. That crushed. was when she was still Thug Rose. Yeah, she she, she she's turning. She's, 
Yeah, yeah, she's leaning towards Mama Rose at this point. She, she, I, I love you. Look, I love you, Rose, but that last fight against Carla Esparza really fucking bothered me, like a lot, a lot. Like I've never seen her be so passive, Daryl. You're right. Like I've ne- never in, in Rose's whole career have you ever seen her be that passive before in a fight? Like I never seen, I never seen someone like take a a past fight and actually be scared and what you have evolved in now. And when you get in front of that person, it turns into, I don't want to get taken down. What? Like that did. And then thank you is winning the, re- I don't even know. Your coach is, coach is delusional. You shouldn't even have a relationship with your coach. We're not even going to go back to that again. <laughs> we're not, we're not even going to do this, but the fact that Whaley is a different, has that hunger again and don't want her belt taken again. Carla's gonna lose unless she changes up. She better get her stand up right and don't focus only on ground because you need to learn everything nowadays. This is this is a new period in MMA. You need to know everything. You can get passive, like Cerrone said in his in his post fight. He said back then you can get away with just one one thing you know and then get away with it but now you need to know everything (laughs) so Uh uh-huh uh-huh so so, carla needs some uh something to do she needs she needs something to do um man waylee she's just i mean she smells blood every time she steps in the every time she steps in the octagon i mean she she's out to hunt plain and simple so um I'm not. I'm you not feel like Carla Esparza need to uh, time to buck. What they say in, in football makes you better buckle that chin strap tight. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you better buckle up because um, way a. Did you see how strong Whaley looked? Like she. Oh my goodness, bro. She's she's the right now. She's the female equivalent version of box of muscle right now. Like she's you see. She is just solid, like, but she's not overwhelmingly yeah, she, big. Like, listen, and she's, she's just, like a complete athlete, bro. She she has uh, the stamina. It doesn't look like her her strength has has slowed her down at all. And um, because she trained seen, it the proper way, she didn't just try and get big, bulky, massive strength. What she did is is that I she said I'm gonna just raise my overall strength level up. It's where some people have gone wrong, right? Where we've seen it in many sports, Mace, where guys come back, they're bigger, stronger, technically, but they didn't lost flexibility, they didn't lost stamina, they didn't lost see, all this yeah. stuff that is that you need to be successful. Like you see it a lot, of, a lot in football. You see, especially with like the skill position, like the cornerback, receivers, running backs. You see it a, a lot where they lose something trying to gain something, but that's beside the point. But yeah, she. I mean, she. She's just a complete athlete at this point. Um, it, her strength doesn't slow her down, and her speed doesn't take away from her strength right now. I mean, she she's got eight. She's the she's she's the female Sandman at this point because uh, <laughs> that yeah, back fist. And it didn't. It wasn't just like the back fist. All her, a lot of her strikes. Hey, yo, yo. Oh, she was rocking her. Oh yeah, you gotta give. That's you gotta give her credit, Yoana. She can like she might not have wanted it, but she wasn't gonna make it easy. Yeah. So I look. 
Joanna, it was a great career. Can't take nothing from you. Um, you should probably be a UFC Hall of Famer, but we'll see how that shakes out. We know that comes down to how much Dana White likes you. And I think Dana likes Joanna from what I've seen. So maybe we'll see her going to Hall of Fame. I don't know. I'm not too sure on that. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes there's a little something that gets under my man's skin here. And he gets a little crazy and he gets a little irritated. And so we have to give you Daryl's top stories of the week because Daryl says this one has to do with the UFC and he's about to lose his mind. Let's he just bring, took a deep ass breath. Boy. <laughs> let's bring to the center of the courtroom Aljamain Sterling. Mr. Aljo, I need you to shut up once again. I don't want to hear about fighter pay. I do not. When you have never been a main event, we need you to come, come forward and um, stop talking shit. Because first off, A, there has been news coming out that Aljo is supposed to face TJ Dillashaw for the title at 279 in September 10th. He is now saying that, hold up, UFC. The money on this contract does not look well for me. I need it to be a little emptied up. There is, there is people out here that bring in the money. Not like Conor McGregor. I know how this is going to lead, how this is going to sound. We're not going to talk about no Conor McGregor. We're not going to do no Jorge. We're not going to bring in anybody else talk. There are big money fights, please. We are not going to do this, okay? Let's be honest. We're going to talk about the people that don't do their job and make exciting fights. Like, let's say, for example, in the UFC, it's either you, you win, they're impressive, and there's no complaints. Like, this is, this is the narrative. No complaints, keep on winning, get your bankroll. Sugar Sean, has he faced anybody top ranked? No. The only person right now is Pedro right now. This is the first one. This man is living it up with money. Why is that? He's putting on exciting fights. He's knocking people out. Am I correct? Yep. Aljo, you got disqualified in a title match and won a belt. Good job. You played. You played. You played. Uh, wait, 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 wait. You can't, you can't do them like that anymore. Uh, you know we was loving. Like Daryl, I was with you. We were, we were having a good time clowning him for his trash talk. But he beat Peter Jan split. No, no, no. no, no, I'm no getting, matter, I'm getting, no matter what we say, I'm he came back that. and beat that man. You, you got. You got to hear my point. You got to hear my point. You got to hear my point. He got. He got his little. He got his little concussion. He couldn't continue. He got the belt. We get the rematch. We watch you do Peter Yan. You get him to the ground. You give him control. I understand. You won that fight. Yes. That fight was not a main event. 
that fight right there was a co. Now, your next fight, your next challenger, TJ. I don't care you call him Cheetah Saul. I don't care he got suspended for shooting up. I don't care if he cheated whatsoever. He beat, he beat. I don't care anymore. I don't care about the cheating narrative anymore. I really don't. Because at the cheating narrative, if they cheated, okay, they cheated. They cheated against that person. They still lost. So do, you, so do you take back everything you've ever said about John Jones? Then? Let's start there. Do you take back every criticism you've ever had of him? Because your biggest criticism of him has been, oh, he got popped. He got popped. Well, you say you don't give a fuck about that no more. So I have to ask right now, since you want to make that statement, do you want to apologize to John Jones while we're here? Well, Mace apologized for even rooting for Boston. And oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mace has nothing to do with this. We don't <laughs> need to be shooting or shrapnel his way. We, 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 do. Do not, we do not need to shoot any shrapnel at Mr. Mace here. There's no reason for that. I'm asking you, since you say that the cheating stuff doesn't matter anymore, it doesn't matter if you get popped anymore, which is what I've been trying to tell your happy ass for years. And since you now want to admit that, do you now want to come and apologize for the slander that you have spoken on the greatest fighter of all times, Nate? Do you want to do that? I'm, I'm going to give you a chance. I'm going I'm to I'm cut my mic off. I'm going to let you go ahead and apologize to John. Nah, you ain't cutting your mic off for this one. Since you want to keep on bringing John Jones in, in my vicinity every single time, and I'm not trying to bring him up either. <laughs> Let's get this straight. TJ was suspended for how long? For what he did versus John Jones. John Jones had a pity ass suspension for his bad behavior. I'm not trying to hear that. We're not apologizing to John Jones. Wait, you said that the cheating stuff doesn't matter anymore. So I'm asking you again, since it doesn't matter, do you want to apologize to John Jones? Me and Mike again. No, it's not happening. I'm not apologizing for John Jones. We're staying on one thing and one thing only. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. Anyway, with that bullshit aside, we're going to go. We're going to go right back. TJ had cheated. Yes, he cheated to try to get an advantage to go in the, the flyweight to win a belt. Didn't work out for him. Got caught. Got his title stripped. Now he beat a number one contender. He, it's time for him to get a shot. You verbally agreed to face him, but now you want to talk about pay again. Then explain why you need to get paid more. I don't care if you had to buy your mama a house. I don't care if you had to fix your mama's house. That is your money. That is your problem. That is your responsibility. We don't want to hear about the reasons why you need to get paid more. I need you. To just sign a contract. There's no renegotiating contracts when you have contracts already filled and signed for you to fight. You sign these contracts, you read them, you have a manager. If you weren't about more money, you should have did that in the get-go, the beginning, the whole nine yards. He's the only one. Okay, here we go. What is it again? What is it again with this fighter pay? Come on. Go ahead. Unmute this mic. Go. I, I want to hear. Go ahead. Go ahead. Give so, me a give me a clean reason why OJ needs to be paid more right now. I just find it weird what you're saying, right? On one hand, you're saying 
just take your deal and work with it, right? So then if you have all this, you have like a greater level of success after you've signed your deal, you're like, well, you should have negotiated your higher money that you now actually are worth previously. I don't understand how that works when you know the way that the UFC goes, which is, hey, you have to show your value first and then they'll like, then sometimes they'll pay you. They don't even necessarily always pay people. That, that's but, just not but, the case. But when he got the so title, but this is the thing. When you get when you get the title, it's like your contract change. You get that championship contract. You get not see, but but what you're mistaking is you're thinking that the championship, like that, that all of a sudden that kicks in some big money in their contract. Usually those that money that is then added in is very meaningless. Like it's usually a very small amount that's added on to what they were getting their in their base pay. It's not as if they're getting paid so much more just because they're a champion. That's not how it works. I it should work like that. You would think it would. It's the mo the water is muddied because of your boy. It's, it's it's basically it's just like a, a bonus for being the champion. Like anytime you fight, there's like a little bonus add yeah, the to whatever people. you're the paper okay. People. But it's not significant enough to where guys are like, I'm a champion, I'm eating good, and like Nick hey, family get on my back, I got y'all. Like it's not good. Like and, and on top of that, Daryl, as I've said to you over and over and over. I am not going to be the person that's sitting on the side of billionaires saying y'all shouldn't pay niggas more. Like I, I'm just not gonna do that, dude. I'm sorry. I'm a I'm a working man, right? I'm a working man. We all working men. We work for a fucking living. I'm on the side of the workers. I'm not on the side of the billionaires. I will tell you my biases there right up front, but it doesn't make sense are, to me to root for the billionaires, dog. Are are UFC fighters independent contractors? Yes or no? Okay, you you want to play this game? You want to play this game by independent contractors? So okay, here, yes, but aren't WWE nope. employees technically independent don't contractors? Co- don't compare sports entertainment. No, 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 because there's no, no. The reason why there's still a likelihood to get injured and fuck yourself up, so you can't end it, can make more future nope. earnings. So two different on, industries. Time out. Nope. time out. Time out. Are they not independent contractors too? Yes or no? By the law, I'm asking you, aren't they technically independent contractors? The answer is yes. I'll answer it for you. So it's very, very simple. What the fuck does that have to do with anything about how much they should get paid? The company is, is still is, making, WWE is, is still making more money than it ever has. It was it made a shitload of profit last year because it's got lower operating costs than it ever has. They're making more profit again this year. And then you're sitting here telling me about, oh, well, they're independent who, contractors. Who, who, who you should negotiate WWE your deal about money. Who in the WWE is complaining about money? Come on. Give me, give me, give me someone recently that has been complaining about money in the WWE. That, that recently has been complaining about money. How about you go back to plenty of the people that got fired? No. no Do you want me no. to go down these lists for you? Let, let, let's start there, Daryl. No. Let's give me someone there. that has complained. Stop deflecting. Give me someone a name. Give, Not, me, give me plenty. Give, don't give me many. Don't give me anything. Give me someone. Okay, that, your boy, Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman got released. Um, what, what, what's his name? Uh, what, what's his name? Release. What, what was that other dude's name that got released? Uh, Ryback. He complained about his pain. How long ago ride back? And I don't like and I don't like either of them. No, wait, no, wait, no. You, you said wait, wait. Braun Strowman was with the company within the last three years. Don't act like he was is so far gone from fucking Braun Strowman being in WWE. What, what on, was man. his release related to? 
what was his release related to? And Ryback's release was related to also more than just money. It was more that he was a dangerous freaking wrestler. No, Ryback wanted more money, and they told him to go fuck himself. That's what it comes down to. Because, hey, look, did they really care about how dangerous he is? Did they really? Did they really? Or did they care about how many shirts he could sell? Because he was out there hurting people all that time doing that, feed me more, feed me. He was hurting niggas left and right, and they didn't give a fuck then because them dollars was coming in. There's people that like So stop rooting. All I'm saying is, I'm sorry, I got you sidetracked. All I'm saying is stop rooting for the billionaires. I'm not rooting for no billionaires. I'm not rooting for anybody. I'm really going on the case of Al Jermaine. You're deflecting it to bullshit to bullshit. No wrestlers really, really complain about money. They get released and they go to another company that's paying them more. That's it. That's all it is. It's the it's the rolling carousel right now with wrestlers. Wrestlers leave WWE, they go to AEW or Impact, or they go to New Japan. It's just a circle. They just like the sport. They like being a wrestler. That's what it is. Ain't nothing to do with, hey, I have a contract here. I'm saying I want more money for this fight because it's more of a risk. I think your I think your whole thing is uh No, this is coming from the actual person's mouth. I'm not saying this for me. Look, Aljamain Sterling, hey, look, speaking specifically to Aljamain Sterling. Aljamain Sterling, I am not going to tell a combat fighter that they should get less money than what they think they're worth. I'm sorry. I understand they probably gonna have to meet somewhere in the middle with the UFC, but the UFC is also a business that is notorious for underpaying their fighters, fucking them over in many, many ways, cutting them off at the knees with their fucking uh, merchandising deal. So if you think that all of a sudden this guy with all of those facts about the UFC is going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, you know, UFC's already paying you right. You don't need to get paid any more money. You talking to the wrong one, baby. They do dirty business. They signed up to a dirty business. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. So so because it was a dirty business, they shouldn't try and make the shit right for them. That sounds fucking crazy. Daryl, come on, baby. Come on, baby. Okay. Is Al Jermaine the only champion right now complaining about money? Besides uh, uh, our flyweight champion? Besides him, too? I mean, you named two people. I said that's the only two, but one's free. And we already know it. John still got a problem with money with these niggas. You, we already know that. We already oh. know John still has a problem with Francis Nagano. There's another one for you. Uh... Yeah, wanted you... to have a box. He wanted a boxing thing in his contract. That's he all. wanted to be able to have a way to actually make real money if he was going to sign for the money that the UFC wanted. Again, Daryl, you're rooting for the billionaire. You are. You're not. You're, you're like, oh, man, these guys just need to do whatever they can to get in there and fight. It's like, nigga, no, this is a billion dollar business, baby. The UFC sold for what, Daryl? Two point four billion dollars. They got cake to pay people, bro. They look, they got a huge TV deal with ESPN. Plus, they still making money on their pay-per-views, dog. Come on, man. There's you legitimately know, you, like a UFC card I, I, every I, other Friday or Saturday. I feel like that there's so much information that people think that they know. I just feel like this not is not doesn't make doesn't make any sense. I just feel like everybody suggests that everybody has money. So pretty much, Drew Drew over here is pretty much being Jake Paul at this point. You're Jake Paul at the moment. 
you are Jake, Jake Paul? You're being Jake Paul at the moment. Everybody should deserve fighter pay and everything else like that. But there's some kind of ground that something anything right. I don't, I don't think something's right. Dude, something's not. Right. I'm not saying everybody should get millions for for a fight. That's not what I'm saying. You're telling me this is this is you're trying to tell. This is what you're telling me. You're telling me everybody should feel like a a billion a million dollars, and I should get paid a million dollars. And you're telling. No. No, 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 that's not what I said. No, no, no. That's not but, what I said, Daryl. But this is the thing. You're saying that Aljo deserves more money. I don't care about everybody else's fire pay. We're talking about one person now. What does this one per let's say this to 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 another person in that division? Let's say Sean O'Malley, right? Sean O'Malley versus Aljo. You'll figure that Aljo is getting paid more than sugar, right? But it seems like Sugar's getting paid by more than Aljo. So what is the problem there? What's the problem with Sugar getting paid more than Aljamain Sterling? Is that what you're asking me? I'm saying, is there what's the problem with that? No, I'm asking you what's the problem. I'm not saying I don't know what the problem is. I'm asking you what's the <laughs> problem on. with that. Come on, bro. You I mean, know what the, 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 the problem champion, states itself. The champion of the division should be getting paid more than the a, other fighters in that. A dude who champion. literally has never beaten anybody worth a damn is making more than a champion. But, uh, you're it, it, it you're be, making my point for that, me. It should be just that simple. What regardless, what, regardless what, of what contract you sign, if you are the champion of that division, there should be no fighter in that division making more money than you per fight. Unless you're doing and something wrong. I, I don't and give a damn about none of that. If you're the champion, if you hold the belt, if there is no other fighter in that division better than you at that particular point in time, every time you step in the octagon, you should be making the most money. Hands you're down. You're telling me, Algermaine's for right now. I don't give a damn about Algermaine fucking who the fuck ever. If you are the champion, <laughs> you should be making the most money in the division that you are the champion in. See, you're you're yeah. stuck on personal feelings with Algermaine Sterling, bro. No, and, and John Jones personal. and these other niggas. Yes, it is. Because you've been critical of every last one of them every time they ask for more money. Every time someone's like, yo, nigga, pay me like I should get paid. You're like, you like, no, Dana don't need to pay you like you need to get paid. No, you guys should be thankful that you even getting paid at all for this. Okay, okay. If they have a problem about they getting paid, and it's so it's such a big deal for everybody saying they not getting paid. Show what you're getting paid. They won't do that. That's the one. Uh, mu uh, multiple the fighters one. have done that, and there is literally reporting that has been done on it. So go and do who, some who reading. Who showed? Who showed? Hold on. Okay, let me go pull this up. Why are you over here talking crazy now? Hold who on. showed? But still, though, but still, regardless of who showed how much they make, bro, I mean, it, it still comes down to it, bro. The champion, I don't give a damn what. For, for instance, let's just say Connor, for instance, whatever contract he has negotiated with the UFC, whoever the champion of the division is should be making more money than Connor per fight. I don't give a damn what we say about Connor, what how he sell. I don't give a damn about none of that. Connor ain't the champion. Connor ain't fighting. If you are the champion, you should be making the most money in that division. I, for, I don't give a damn how you got to structure your contract. That should be in the contract for every single champion. Hands down. Bar none. I don't want to hear no more of the bullshit. Champions need to get paid. 
So if you have a business and someone brings eyes to your business, you're going to get paid more? No. Not They're still not going to get paid more than the CEO of that business. I don't give a damn what. what? So who showed it? So who showed? Who showed they whole UFC money when they got after a fight? Who showed it? I I, I need to finish looking for that. But I'm also because Ariel Hawani would have been on top of that because he's the number one person that'd be talking the same stuff. He's the number one. There's not one person that showed. They all say what they get, but they didn't show what they get. All word of mouth. That's hearsay. There's too much hearsay and not enough showing. Francis can say, I, I got I got paid 700000 He ain't going to show so you but, but off just, just off of principle, forget who the champion is. Shouldn't the champion of a division be the highest paid fighter in that division? I agree. Like, like, I, I agree to that statement, yes. I feel like the champion should get paid more than every other fighter that is in his division. There should be I'm I'm considered the best because I got the championship. That's the whole narrative. I'm I'm the best. I'm the best of this division. I should not be the one so so then wouldn't it be a trickle down effect if the champion gets paid more? Wouldn't other guys in turn start getting paid more just because of uh just because of like the trickle down effect of uh, if, if this guy's pay is scale is up here you can't necessarily have everybody down here you know you got to bring them closer to here you know what i'm saying so for champions to sit there and and talk about they want more money that's good for the entire whole of the sport of the division so i'm just i'm just saying like and like it's not like i'm against it there's like even when even when Chael addressed to that and he didn't give no names to it, it was like you shouldn't be even saying anything if you're not a main eventer. Like you got there's a hand in hand to the whole thing. Like if you're bringing in, you bring. But in, now, but now in UFC cards, there's three five round fights sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like but you're not the main. You're not the whole. You're not the main event for the card. But like, but the. The whole concept of the five round fight is the main event. So if you have three five round fights on a card, technically all of those are co-main events. Like if we want to go back to one main event on a card, then UFC needs to do that and start paying the people in the main event more. But if you're going to put multiple five round fights on one card, you can't sit there and say, oh, you're not a main event because so we're not going to pay you like it like i'm trying i'm trying i'm trying to think it out doesn't the five round fight like equate to main event like that's kind of how it was presented to us like the any regard because at, at one point even non-titled five uh main events became five round fights yes i'm trying to say i'm trying to say like was valentina like the featured card on that card like like how you know how camaro be the feature card for a whole card how Max would be on a full like main event full card. I'm talking about that type of stuff. I'm like, but see, dude. here's what bothers me whenever you go to this point. You refuse to acknowledge that it is the UFC's job to be promoting these people. 
You refuse to acknowledge it. You over and over when we've had this argument, you continually go back to this bullshit. And it's like, hey, I ask you straight on. Is it not a company, a sports company's job to be promoting fucking their own people that are working for them? And you're always like, well, the fighters need to promote their sales. Then they go and promote their sales. They start talking shit. They feel like they've increased their value. Then they say UFC paid me more money. And then you turn around and say, well, hmm, no, you signed a contract. You should just fight out that contract. What the fuck, dog? What they Listen, can't bro. win to lose with you. That's what I don't understand on this. I, I'm, I'm. Did you find it? Oh, I just sent you an article bro, from 2013 breaking down how that, much niggas. No, was no. You, you know who wait, needs- wait, wait, you do you do you think it got better since 2013? That much better? You're fooling yourself. 20, you're fooling yourself. No, you're you're comparing 2013 to what bro, is I, happening. Bro, we're in the middle of doing this show. I cannot sit here and keep trying to dig through the fucking internet to no, find no, no. this article I, I, I'm to telling prove you if, wrong right I'm now. Telling you if I that can't happened, do that right now. I'm telling you, if it happened, Ariel would have already had it already. That's Listen, Ariel bro, has talked about it on the Levitard show. What is you talking about? I'm this talking- is what this is what I'm saying. You you don't even sit. Our Ariel has literally talked about it. At length on the Dan Levitard show with Stu Gotts, a show that I've recommended to you and told you to go listen to, but you're like, oh no, I no no no. You want to know who I'm can trying save to tell the you UFC this. and get these players the money that they want? There's one man out there that can save that can save the one motherfucker who out there can promote his 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 commodity like no motherfucking other. Jerry motherfucking Jones. Listen, bro. You stop. Listen, you no, stop. listen, bro. If there's any person out there who so, can who so. can promote his product, Jerry fucking Jones. I so, don't give a so listen. that so that means another so another owner, right? So but but, saying, but listen though, say regardless another owner of, has regardless, to buy regardless, USB. Listen, bro. You you know you know I'm I, hey man. Sometimes Jerry, my boy. Sometimes I hate his fucking guts. But one thing Jerry gonna do, he gonna promote his shit. So you're saying another owner got to buy UFC. Dana White has to be the little face for the media. And we're just going to keep on blaming. We're just going to keep on blaming Dana White, even though J- Jerry Jones is going to like promote the UFC but listen, a little bro, bit more. That, that's the issue. The with same the, but that's the issue with the UFC. With, with, with a lot of this is that they have like two or three guys that they will promote and everybody else has to fight for the scraps. But all I'm saying is if you put somebody in there whose main objective is to get everybody paid, because if, if if his if his commodity is getting paid, that means he's getting paid. They releasing freaking UFC fighters. Nonstop. That's that's all that's all I'm saying, bro. Dana has about two or three dudes that he promotes, and everybody else is out there gotta fight for their fucking life. He's Aljo's getting paid more than Patty Pimblett. Come on now. I don't even know who the fuck that but is. But he's not making more money than Shane O'Malley, who or Sean O'Malley, who hasn't beaten a fucking soul worth a damn in the UFC. But he has a not better, a soul. He has a better record than Aljo, though. And when you fighting, <laughs> but when you fighting nothing but bums, when they, hey, you remember when um you 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 seen Rocky, right? You you seen Rocky? You seen the Rocky series of movies? Right? Wait, wait, oh, wait, wait. Oh, no, no, no. Before, before you change the subject again with boxing, how many bums no, 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 you no, beat in boxing the before subject. you even get good? I'm not changing the subject. Answer you my are. question. You've seen the Rocky series, right? You've seen the Rocky series? Everybody's seen the Rocky series. 
Okay, so you remember in Rocky Three when he was talking about when he, when he was talking to Rocky about not fighting Mr. T, and Mick was like, "Um, Rock, I was having your bums out there. It was all set up fights." That's Sean O'Malley. They've been out there, Dana, because that's Dana White's next big ticket. He's trying to replace Conor McGregor. He's like, "This is the dude I'm gonna do it with." So what did they do? They promote the shit out of him. They do it like crazy. So it makes it seem like he's more popular than he is. But in all honesty. He's not that great of a fighter. I'm about to say, he's I've not. seen more. I've seen more promos for Sean. I've seen more more promos for him on undercards than I have for a lot of UFC champions. For being the first card on a on a first fight on a main card or being the the main event of the undercard, like I mean, they put this man on TV more than they do fucking champions. How many bums do people in boxing? That they had to beat to even be relevant to be having a decent streak in boxing. How many bums they that, gotta beat? No, what no, does that we, have to do with because this? you can't recall any of the fighters that they freaking fought in boxing. Well, what, what does that have to do with this? What I, I'm trying to figure out because you bring up you bring up two sports, you bring up two sports, you bring boxing. No, 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 nigga. I was bringing up Rocky as an example, no. as 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 an example where hey, sometimes. Even even they tell you motherfuckers get set up fights. There are some niggas that are not fighting the best competition in the world. Isn't that something? Wait a minute. Isn't that something that Floyd Mayweather was accused of for years, which is he didn't fight the best competition? Isn't that what they said? So let's not act like this is something fucking new here, Daryl. Let's not act like this you is oh I pulled this wait, concept wait, from outer space. Bro, you the University of Alabama plays like Arkansas State or some shit <laughs> almost every year. They, they you know what I'm You gotta yeah, give somebody a no, fucking setup fight to get your shit together. But you just canceled it out because you said everybody Florida picks his fight. Everybody fights. does it. Sean picks his fights. Who cares? No, 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 no. The UFC bullshit. The UFC. The UFC match makes those fights. Sean O'Malley does not pick his fights, and that is my point to you. Brother, this is stop you believing the propaganda is crazy. It's crazy. Do you have you have you ever stopped to think about it for a second? How crazy it is that Dana White, a man who has made hundreds of millions of dollars off of other go. people fighting, that he don't want to pay them. When we wait, wait, when we were younger. All we heard was people talk shit about how Don King did people, but now we don't want to talk shit about how Dana White do them, though. It's all good for him, right? Okay, Jake. I'm not going to have this argument anymore. I'm done. Jake, you win. You win, Jake. You win, Jake. You win, Jake. When you know the financials of the UFC fully and green, like you are actually in it, I don't want to hear it. Uh, yeah, yeah, for, your arguments. You, for a couple your arguments so fucking. Your, your, your argument is bullshit, Daryl. And nope. you know it. And you nope. know it. You know it is. It's no because you hold a, you hold a heavy bias in this whole thing, so I can't really give the argument. Yes, I root. I root for workers all in, in all facets of life. I root for the workers. Yes, yes, I do hold the bias. So if the worker is not doing a job, they should still get paid what they should be getting paid more, right? When exactly is he not doing his job? Because he's going in there and fighting. So when is he not doing his job? What are you talking about? You going in and fighting? Took him a people that, that's what fighters do you can't become the champion if you don't go in there and fight so he's going in there and fighting well you can what, you, you what can is be a champion and not fight we seen that happen we seen that happen stop so, okay so we, we seen on, that on, happen right from from a year-to-year -year basis 
So we, do you think there should be some sort of like, okay, a, a champion has to fight twice a year to make X amount of dollars or something of that line? It's or, not even or, about the fight and about making like I said, the, the moment you become a champion, your your dollars should, should look, you should have more dollars in your check. There should be more zeros in your check than every other fighter in your division. I mean, yeah, that, that should be the baseline. That's, that's the only thing I agree with. I agree with that. But at the same time, we were talking about you so, being so a champion. A champion you can so, you can still be a champion and still not fight. We seen that with Connor. How many? How long did he hold that belt after he faced Floyd? I'm waiting. How long he hold that belt before they had to take it from him? How long? And how long? And, and remind me of something. Remind me of something. Whose choice was that to keep the belt on him? Who was given? What's his fight? name? What's his name? Say his name. You're not answering the question. Oh, no, I am. I am. Who chose to keep the belt on him? While he also, while he also, when other guys have to go out for injury, has chosen to strip the belt off of them and give people interim championships and shit like that. Who did that? Just remind me. What's his name? One time for me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring up interim because you don't believe in interim. Wait, 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 one time for me, though. Who's the person that makes those decisions? What's his name? You're saying that he's the only one that makes the decisions? Bruh, they... You're saying he's the only one that makes the decisions? I'm just asking you. Because they had two different owners. You have the Fajita... Uh, I forgot what this... What the, uh, Fertitas. Fertitas, yeah. Have you, you had not read... See, this is the problem. You don't read any of the business stuff that I read. WME has left him in charge of the business. They're like, hands off. They're like, just make us money, Dana White. So the final decisions with the UFC shit is, yes, Dana White. I don't understand why you don't get this. What, what is so hard to understand about this? This man does not want to pay people because, in result, it makes them, the company, pay him more money. This is what we see in our society everywhere, but you're like, you're acting like this is such a foreign concept all of a sudden. I don't understand. So can you go back to my question? He was a champion for how long? Without fighting? A year and a half, maybe? Something like that? Okay, so he was a champ and not fight. Valjean did the same thing. What would be the case? Does Al Jermaine in that time frame help make some money with the UFC by cutting a deal to fight with Floyd Mayweather? Does that happen too? You added things. I just asked you a question. I, well, well, no, 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 because you're taking out a huge factor in why he wasn't fighting for that time. Like, regardless, you're taking that out, which was a very huge deciding factor in that whole situation. So again, I, are, is Al Jermaine doing that too? I won't sign a contract because I want more money. That's what it is. That's what it is right now. The UFC didn't have to give Conor McGregor more money when he became the champion, but they decided to anyway. So don't act like they haven't done this before. So if if multiple people do it, is it a problem? All, I, all I'm saying is stop trying to tell me like this is it's not if, if like multiple no people if, if multiple people do the same thing, and they get their way, what becomes of the UFC? Oh, you mean the billion-dollar company still making record profits every year? I think they'll be okay. 
You think they? I think they'll be okay. I I think the the billion dollar company making record profits. I think they'll be fine. Okay, so let's let's take it to a different sport. So if you get you have the UFC is legitimately on every ESPN platform out there. ESPN, ESPN two, ESPN plus, all of that shit, and the pay per views. On top on top of. So I mean. To sit saying, here and say that if they start paying people more, that they're like, who who loses? Uh, who loses if the UFC starts paying their athletes more? Let, let, let's 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 go there. Who who's the loser if if the fighters in the in that are contracted in the UFC start making more money? Who's the loser? Who's the loser? Yeah, who's the loser? I'm asking. Is it ESPN? Is it the UFC? Who is, is it? The is it the roster? Is it the UFC roster? Who is the loser if fighters start making more money? What would you say the minimum for every UFC fighter? What would you I say? Don't, I don't know. I don't. I what, mean, I don't, what, I don't know what would you give? Me. What's the on minimum? average? On average, for a year, a UFC fighter makes about eighty-six thousand dollars a year. On average, over and average. that's when the, and that and that may not even be taking into account their training costs, their medical costs, and all that other shit. Because again, this is another thing with that independent contractor shit you were talking about. That's not act like the UFC chance, is paying. Huh? That's the yeah. That's not yeah. That's not act like the UFC is paying them lower because they're like, well, hey guys, even though you're independent contractors, we'll still help you with your insurance. They're not doing doing some shit like that. So again, I think the billion dollar company making record revenues will be fine. Like I said, like who's the loser in this situation? Because we have to establish a loser. If we're gonna say that we can't raise your profits because so somebody has to be losing that would diminish the product that gets put on TV. So I'm is it the UFC? Sure is it I'm ESPN? Sure for the answer. Is it the UFC or is it the UFC roster? Who is the loser? It's only three people. It's only we only have three options. I'm still waiting for the answer. I'm still waiting for you to tell me. I don't. I don't know what the baseline of not, their not, profits. Not you, base. I'm. I'm waiting. Who's the loser? If everybody needs to get paid, who's the loser? That's what I'm saying. Nigga, you don't in order to have success doesn't mean you have to have somebody losing. That's not how this works. You're implying that in, inherently, in order to have success, somebody has to be the loser. You're, you're in the situation with, with all the people that are putting in towards the success, that inherently does not make sense. You're talking like the, the UFC has infinite money. Bruh, they're a multi-billion dollar company. They are getting, they have more revenue streams than they've ever had before. Plus, they're still taking in pay-per-view revenue. My boy, I think the billion dollar company is going to be fine if they have to pay people more. I think they'll be okay. So there's no loser, supposedly. Gotcha. Again, I don't see a loser as a necessity in order to have success in their business. There's not a ne there's not a necessity that people you, have. You to know be what? You know what happens when you start paying guys a little bit more money? Loyalty, like a, a motherfucker, will take a fight on short notice if they feel like they're being compensated. A motherfucker will potentially fight more throughout the year. If they know yep. they're being, motherfuckers will, will want to fight more. For you example, might get, you Gil might Gilbert some, Burns. 
you for might, example, you might, give a Burns. You might get this somebody week. who who will fight four times in a year. If they Gilbert like, Burns. if you might get somebody who 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 gets a, a first round KA, KO won the fight two months later, one month later. You know what I'm saying? Like you might get that. You might get your favorite athletes on TV more. You might get them on more cards. Gilbert Burns, for example, just signed a new contract. Thanking Shell Shelby and Dana White. And what's the trade-off in all sports? When you pay the athletes more money, you expect them to be able to perform more. And in every other sport that we see, it works, okay? For the majority, like, look at all the other major sports, Daryl. The stars, for the most part, play most of the games, right? Like, even for all the knocking of, like, shit that people wanted to do about LeBron James, I mean, majority over the past 10 years of his career, he's played over like 72 games a year you know what i mean like and that's just right and we're just talking regular season games so it's like when you pay the stars more they're gonna still perform it doesn't mean all of a sudden they're gonna be like oh let me kick my feet up because i'm making more money no a lot of them because they're competitors because they love competition are everybody gonna everybody money. ain't donald cerrone who lives an eccentric life outside of the sport <laughs> and needs money to do the things he wants to do everybody ain't cowboy and just needs to fight so they can go out and be them do what they want to do you know what i'm saying so okay what would you do you're gonna play you're gonna so any person that complains you pay them right no so no in, if, if, in, if in my That's contract no 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 in my contract i get an x amount of dollars to fight mm-hmm. and, and and i feel like that is that is compensatory to my performance i'm gonna try to fight as much as i can because if i get that amount of money every time i fight i'm gonna want to fight more now if i don't think that money is worth a damn you know i'll I'll probably just whatever's in my contract try to fulfill it if it's two fights a year if it's three fights a year you know okay fuck it i'll just do that but if i can get a fourth or a fifth fight in in a year and get paid more why wouldn't i do it daryl if where you work right now said we'll give you ten dollars an hour more Aren't you going to work more? <laughs> Aren't you going to have more motivation to be your ass at work? I still come and do my job. Hey, hey wait. No, wait, they still come and do their jobs too. They still get in their cage and fight. So I'm asking you, but wouldn't it give you some extra motivation on the, on some of the days where you might be like, I ain't feeling it today, where you might be like, but I'm feeling that check they're about to give me. So wouldn't that help you out? Wouldn't, wouldn't that overtime be feeling extra good? You, you, you feel I, me? I'm just asking. Like, it, it, is are you're you telling at, you're, me you're money's no me motivation? I'm getting more. You, this is what you're asking me. You're getting. You're paying me more for the same position. Am I going to work harder because I got paid more? It's the same position. But also, if you work, but are you? Extra, but are you going to work harder? But but Daryl, the point is, aren't you going to feel appreciated then? Right, you're gonna feel appreciated if they came to you and said we're gonna pay you this much more money. Right, you're gonna feel like the company appreciates what you do. Right, yes or no? So the money makes me have to feel more appreciated. I'm, no, I'm sir, asking we'll, you, we'll, yes or no? Would it? Yes or no? If no. You're, if if they pulled you in, and no, like, hey, bro, the money. Doing a good so, job, ten extra bucks. It's the treatment. So our, it's just the, it's the treatment. It's not the money. Again, though. You're telling me that the money would have no impact on how you would feel overall about how the company feels about you. You're telling me that it wouldn't change your opinion. It wouldn't change. 
So you so I think that's bullshit. No, I'm telling you the <laughs> yeah. truth. It wouldn't change. I think that's bullshit. You're telling me paying me more money for the same position is going to make me do my job even more better? I'm it's doing a proven, the same thing. It's a, prove, it's a proven statistical fact. I'm doing the same thing. You're just paying me. But, it, but, you, but your efficiency will go up because you feel better about your job. Here's the thing that you're discounting. How you feel about who you work for also can help determine how efficiently you work and how much further you are willing to go beyond what your base job is. So again, that's going to make you a more productive worker for the company, which is going to then result in more money for them. So, so again, so if I'm still bottom tree and you're paying me more and my appreciation would be for all the work I did and I wanted to have a higher position. Nobody said you couldn't have the higher position. No, 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 no. But the higher position will actually make you appreciate more because it actually shows that I'm actually doing the work to get up to that point. But, but, you're, but not just, everybody. But not everybody wants. But if you're trying position. to cut, but if you're trying to cut costs, people, if you're trying to cut costs. But some people just want to be Donald Cerrone, and they just love doing the job that they're doing. Hey, some people want to shortcut it, but that's a shortcut. You just want. But we more can't. Of a you gotta stop worrying about the people that want to take shortcuts, bro. Come on, you you get so obsessed about the weirdest shit. Tell my motherfuckers taking shortcuts, nigga. Cheaters are always gonna cheat. What are we talking about? And you're not accepting that. No, I do accept that, but that doesn't mean that majority of people are cheaters. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't do right by the people that are doing right for you. That doesn't mean that you punish the many because of the few. That sounds retarded. I told you i'm over it jake you got it <laughs> you got it jake i'll put it to you like this if my job start paying me more i'll show up on time in the morning i kind of wake that, up and get is to that work the only that's the only difference you're going to do is just showing up on time that's it showing up on time makes me more what you're supposed to do anyway because that's what you No, i don't i don't have i don't have a time to show up but that's I know the, what time I that's the thing. If you if, if if you had a time to show up to the job and you always showed up late, and now you're saying just because they paid me more, I'm gonna actually show up on time. What you're supposed to do in the get go. That's what I'm trying to say to you. Like, what is the money doing? Is this giving you a, a different choice to what you have to do? No, it 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 it. For me and a lot of people, getting paid more means that my efforts are being rewarded. We all take the little things in life. Little things? No, the pizza party is the little things. The fucking little, <laughs> the fucking little uh, appreciation trophy. That's the little things. <laughs> this nigga Daryl want a check and cheese party instead of running. And I'm and I'm with the shits. Let's go. <laughs> I'm saying, Daryl. I'm you, saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the pizza party is the little thing. Hey, y'all been doing a good job. Thanks for working hard. Here's a two liter soda and two and three pies. There you go. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what you want. Apparently, me and Mace like me and no, Mace is like, hey dog, let us get that check. You yeah, like, no, you baby, some, throw me that pizza party. Put them greenbacks in my pocket and, and <laughs> see how much how much better I feel about y'all. You know what I'm saying? How much more I want to be in this motherfucker. But I let us get stuck in the mud because Daryl really got up under my skin right there. So, <laughs> can't stand it. Get tired of him. Sit here. Oh, Dana, you don't need to pay no more. I'm tired of it. <laughs> but we're going to move on. We're going to move on. <laughs> because we have to talk about the NBA Finals here. The NBA Finals was extra spicy. Um, I, thought it was a, I thought it was a very fun series to watch. 
Mace, I know you got the pick wrong here, but uh, I know there's a part of you inside that you keep trying to tell me and Daryl that you're celebrating because Boston lost. But I made another one of your picks wrong for the playoffs. So how are you feeling about Golden State and Boston now that the series is over and we have finally seen Steph Curry take home his first NBA Finals MVP? Um, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm okay. This is an L I'm okay with taking. They, these two individuals don't believe me. But <laughs> when Boston down. You don't believe you. You need more people. That Boston is down. We up. I don't give a damn. But um, yeah, bro, I've, I've been wrong this entire NBA playoffs. So you know, being wrong again, oh fucking well. I've taken my lumps. I'm cool. But um, this this series really did go a lot differently than I thought it would. Uh, I think what really what happened was it, it's um. I mean, Steph happened. Let, let's let's be honest here, man. Steph was hands down, without a shadow of a doubt, the best player in this series, and um, it it wasn't even close. Like it wasn't even close. As good as we say Boston was as a team, as good as they were on defense, it did not matter. Um, it, it it hey man, Steph Steph. When he he was there on a mission, a man was on a mission. He, I mean, I've I've got nothing. He was on a mission, bro. There was nothing we can do about it. Boston just kind of weren't ready to handle what uh, what Steph was going to be putting on them boys on a nightly basis. I mean, they lost. Boston lost a game where Steph didn't even fucking hit a three. That right there was like the nail in the coffin for me. I was like, at that point. If if Steph goes over from three and y'all still lose, I I like to add was is that stat true about a hundred turnovers in that whole yeah final? yeah 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 Jason that, Tatum that, yeah wow. but 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 I it's, I do well let me let me I'm not gonna discredit Jason Tatum because every superstar has shit the bed in a playoff series for it I mean Kobe did it against um. The Pistons, LeBron against Dallas. I mean, all of our favorite players have shit the bed in the NBA Finals. So I'm not going to sit here and act like Jason Tatum wasn't that dude to get Boston to where they were. So I, I, we ain't going to shit on Tatum today. I, I just ain't going to allow it. Hmm. How about the flopping? Oh, 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 God, it was fucking horrendous. I oh think, my god! I, I think I think there was a lot of arguing with the ref and a lot of floppings from from one game to the next, man. That the amount of like bullshit foul calls on for both for both teams really. We just can't sit here and say, oh, Golden State got a lot of calls or Boston got a lot of calls, man. It was it was a bunch of bullshit on on both ends, man. It that's that that right there was piss poor. Like I'll say it straight up, man. The, the amount of flopping and fake calls that were called man that, that shit was piss poor fake ass defensive player of the year out there flopping on the ground all the time <laughs> man should be ashamed of his damn self fake his defense all them dudes i'm gonna say it again all them dudes that vote for his ass need to get their fucking vote stripped right away fake his defensive player of the year ever i have no respect for that man none out there <laughs> can you can you all specify the time. The, 
Can you specify that guy's name, please? For, for Marcus that? Smart, the <laughs> fakest defensive player in the year ever. <laughs> Trash. Trash, Marcus Smart. I think his, his defensive player of the year award was probably more of like a team defensive player of the year of the award because it, you, you don't get it's defensive but, player okay, of the I year. Get, no, hey, I get team I get defense that. of the year. I get that. I get that. But <laughs> I think I think we are or the I'm not gonna say we the people who voted for him probably like upped his like probably were they somebody threw the curtain over their head and was just like, "Hey, he's so good because the rest of the defense is so good." I, I, I kind of that that feels about right. Like probably somebody just just threw the sheet over their head and was like, "Pick him." Um, I'm glad for Steph for getting his MVP. I'm glad that he put in the work and the patience and the not managing like. Managed, managed to not get an injury because he did have that that what was it game two was it game two he fell yeah the, I think it was game yeah game two he had the uh, the ankle scare or yeah yeah um, I'm glad that didn't go to waste um, Draymond what do you guys say about Draymond <laughs> um, b- before we move on I have to say dude it's crazy Tatum had. 37 turnovers alone in the NBA Finals, bro. 37. Had 100 for the entire playoffs. Good God almighty. But like I said, I'm I'm still not, not going to shit on him because of that. Because like I said, bro, all of our favorite players have had that series where they did not perform to how we thought they would. What, can I ask you, was it as alarming to you guys as it was to me watching that it seems like Boston runs no plays, but maybe we'll run a pick and roll and a, or a pick and pop. They run nothing else. Like yeah. you see during the finals, you see them setting back screens for Stephen Clay and Wiggins and all this stuff. And yet all you see Boston is give it to Tatum at the top, give it to Brown at the top. One of y'all going to make it happen. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, that ha- I think that goes – that's that's really a coaching thing. Like Steve Kerr said it best. I don't call plays, other people call plays and I steal their plays. So mm-hmm. I mean, at some point as a coach, you gotta be like, hey, bro, we gotta get some action and get a dude an easy bucket. It didn't seem like at no point in time during that series that Boston was getting easy buckets. It was a Brown or Tatum has to create a shot for somebody. And you go on the on the on the flip side. You can run a down screen. You can run a back screen for Steph and Clay. You can run pick and roll on one side and run a back screen on the other side and create multiple problems for a defense. And like I said, Boston was just a one-trick pony, man. I mean, it was a either Brown or Tatum is going to make something happen for us, or shit ain't going to go well. It it looked like a it looked like you a can't win. You can't win on grit alone. Like you can't win on being gritty alone. You know what I'm saying? look it looked like a 2k game like honestly like you know you put like uh, all pressure on full court half court on and leave it there the whole game and then when the the guy that and then you know you 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 cycle over to the person who always have the ball and then they're about to shoot a three they jump ahead of time and then they just wait and they just throw it and it's green that's all that was happening the whole game like how many times you could like literally look at the game and you're just like, oh Seth got the ball, jump too early, 
shot in. <laughs> like how many times you seen that? Well, I will say this though. Um, Draymond's closeout performance was that was the vintage Draymond, bro. I mean, nobody expected him to hit threes like that, but I mean, he actually had an impact on that game. Over, hey, believe it or not, I'm not that surprised by his performance because if you look in every elimination game they've ever they've had in this run of uh, being together over the last ten years, Draymond balls out every last one. I mean, hell, look at the game seven that they lost to the Cavaliers. Draymond dropped, what was it, like 33 that night or something like that? Like, he was out there bowling. It, 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 he's weird. He's the ultimate, I will stink for the whole series, but when you need it, I got you, bro. I got you. I think, I think that goes that goes more to the, to the fact that we know NBA players can turn it on and off. And as as guys get older, they seem they seem to keep that switch off for longer. And plus, it was an experience game too. It was experience. The Warriors had experience. Being I, I don't, you know what? I don't. I don't buy that whole experience. I, I, I kind of. No, I'm that mattered. It mattered, base. You could see when when Golden State was out there taking care of possessions, Boston was out there shitting them away. Like you can just you can watch the game. Like I said, would that come down to the way Boston was running their offense, or would it come down to the or, or is it is it the way they were running their offense, or was it the experience of the players and coach? Because I mean it was it's first not, year head coach and and the two best players are under the age of 25. It's not knowing the next level that you have to get to to win the championship. It's not understanding that there's a yeah, you got through the heat, but there's another level now that you have to kick it up to in order to be NBA champions, and they didn't kick it up to that next level. Um, I will say Boston is the epitome this year of the jump shooting team that we always talked about for years that can't win a championship. They're the team we're talking about, the team that doesn't get them easy buckets, that they all got to come through some spectacular shots. At some point, that shit, those shots stop dropping, and that's when they – Worst time for them that for that to happen for them, the NBA Finals, they stopped dropping. I you mean, saw them making those shots we also against, gotta say, uh, like against Boston's, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Miami. So. I'll say Boston's role players just seem just disappeared. They, like their role players just disappeared. Simple as that. Guys that were guys that were uh, having impacts coming off the bench. Guys that were keeping the team afloat while Tatum or Brown was on the bench. They just disappeared. There was there was no there was for for as bad as Tatum played as bad as he played in the finals um, as much as Brown's his his hot and cold streaks kind of dictated whether um, the Celtics were in games or not their role players disappeared outside of Al Horford you really can't point anybody else out on Boston's team and say that that their impact they had a positive impact outside Al of Al Horford. Brown. Yeah, outside of Al Horford. Al, Al Horford was balling, balling. Yeah, like yeah, I, said, I, said, I said outside of Al Horford, there's yeah. nobody else on – no other player that you can say had positives, brought positives. Well, well, maybe know, Robert Williams. Maybe, maybe If the fakest defensive player of the year wasn't so worried about flopping all the goddamn time, maybe he could have had a good impact on the team. But his impact was, oh, cry to the referee. Ref, did you not see what happened? Did you not see he pushed me? 
Well, can't, I, I can't stand Marcus Smart, bro. I I haven't liked that dude his whole damn career. I really don't like him now that he is now that he's the fakest defensive player of the year ever. Look how disrespectful is it to that award? Niggas like Ben Wallace, uh, uh, fucking Ryan Artest, Michael Jordan, David, uh, uh, Hakeem Olajuwon, dudes like this have won Defensive Player of the Year, and we gonna give it to this fucking bum who just flops on the ground. <laughs> well, he he was the first guard since Gary Payton to win the award. And dog, do you know how disrespectful it. that is? The last three guards to win Defensive Player of the Year are Michael Jordan, Gary Payton, and Marcus Smart. See <laughs> <laughs> you know how stupid that sounds, Marcus hey. Smart. It's good to be a Boston fan. That's all I'm going to say. How the hell LeBron James never won Defense Player of the Year and Marcus Smart never won Defense Player of the Year? This is ridiculous. Look, I'm not a Kobe fan. I gave Kobe one over fucking Marcus Smart. You kidding me? You kidding me? This yeah, is, that was... It's a new error. You got to flop to the top. I, bro, I honestly doubt the NBA has to do something about that. They like at some point you got to start handing out texts to niggas that be flopping like that, bro. You you have to go back, watch these. Hey, bro, you we gonna sign you a tech for this bullshit. I don't give a damn <laughs> if it's after the game, if it's in the game, if it's at halftime. We got to do something. They're gonna they're gonna have one that like a flop turns into a fragrance. I guarantee you. Like, like you have you have to do something, bro, because it at, at this point the games are being decided by niggas flopping, and then that that's real. That like like that that's a that's a six point a flop is a six point swing. A, a flop is the is the difference between your team being in the penalty at being in the uh, free throw penalty at the fucking eight minute mark and the two minute mark. You know what I'm saying? Like that. It, it, it's really just that simple. Like we, we, something has to be done. Like that, you have there at some point you have to go back, look at these game right. fields, and be like, "Hey, bro, we're gonna assign some sort of penalty to you, flop. Something's got to be." Well, can we can we go back and rescind Marcus Smart's fucking Defensive Player of the Year? Can we do that? No. Can we, give, can we go back and take that back, please, and Can't. give it to the real player that should have got it, Embiid, or or Bam Adebayo? Either either one of them. Either one of them, I'm. I have no issue. But Marcus Smart, he ain't even the best defensive player on his team. How he the defensive player of the year? How that work? Right. It wasn't Marcus Smart that drew Steph's. Uh, drew Steph's fucking that assignment. That was Tatum. Marcus Smart ass, bro. <laughs> hey, Marcus but, Smart was assigned to Draymond. <laughs> there's a reason why he was on Draymond. There's a reason why. Hey, Marcus Smart but of course, was on Draymond this series, bro. That's just ass. <laughs> But of course, there's always these things that get you fired and angry and get you real, real crazy. So each and every week, ladies and gentlemen, we take a trip into the mind of a madman. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mace's Madness. Yo, for this one, man, this Life's is a little more new. somber. This is a new one, Daryl. Than most. Yeah. Um, we, we're, we're hit a point in the summer where um, sports is going to be dragging along. Um, we we only got baseball at this point. Uh, we we don't, got don't like another week. Of hockey. That's about it. 
Yeah, like I said, don't get me wrong. The hockey hockey playoffs are exciting. I don't really know what's going on, but I'll turn that shit on and, and see some, some gangster shit happen. I ain't gonna lie to you, but we're, we're, we're at a downtime because they fucking gave the World Cup to the goddamn hottest place in, on, on fucking planet Earth. Like they they fucking put the World Cup in the desert and decided that it had to they had to have the World Cup during the winter because it's too fucking hot. So yeah, we're we're about to be this is about to be sports jail for the next few months. Uh, I don't care what y'all say, baseball is boring. Y'all penalize niggas for bat flips and being excited about doing about doing some gangster shit out there. Like y'all penalize motherfuckers for that shit. Like what? At, at this point, bro, if if you throw a motherfucker out the game for a bat flip, like, I, at, come on, man, your, your sport is boring. I'll, I'm just plain and simple. Baseball is boring. I don't give a damn about what you say. Going to the game is kind of okay, but at the same time, you're not fucking on the edge of your seat with every at-bat in a baseball game. So uh, let's stop that. We're about to be in sports jail, people. And I'm I'm a little little sick. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm a little sick. I I don't, I'm hurt. We got nothing for like three months, except except watching Deshaun Watson's downfall. Hey, hey, what is his name? Excuse me, his I I've been told by our higher ups that we have to call him Uncle Touchy. <laughs> so yeah, none of that is either Uncle Touchy or Uncle Creepy. Either is acceptable. Move yeah, on. Yeah, Thank I've you. been I've been yeah. The higher ups just rung down and said that I he, he is Uncle Creepy. So yeah, we have to watch his downfall. We gotta watch other random bullshit. Uh. I don't know. This is, this is, I'm upset. We need steroids in baseball so it can be more interesting. We need something, bro, because I'm going to let you know right now, though. The only exciting shit in baseball is when a motherfucker hits a home run, bat flips, stares down the pitcher, and then that <laughs> motherfucker look like a jackass. While I, at, at this point, bro, if I, if, if somebody hit a home run, and fucking did the did the Conor McGregor strut around every base, nigga. I would be there for. I would watch all like ten minutes of that shit. I'd be fucking you, there for it. You know the thing that I think I hate the most about modern baseball is that there's like no more specialist. You guys remember when we were younger, right? There'd be a dude on the team on like damn near every team. My man only hit like two fifty, but he had like seventy stolen bases at the end of the year. You know what I'm saying? Like I miss, I like. There, there's no one of my favorite players of all time is Ricky Henderson, right? There's no Ricky Hendersons in the game. There's no one that's exciting. Like Mike Trout, dude, he's a great baseball player, but his game isn't exciting. He doesn't really do exciting things. It, it's not like Ricky, where Ricky gets on base. Hey, you know he about to go from first to third, baby. You know what time it is. Right? It's like, like nobody, like, think, nobody does nobody, exciting stuff. Like a motherfucker hit a motherfucker gets gets walked and you're like, damn, we just hit a fucking home run because now he's on base. He's a hey, we're we're good in the hood. Like there is that anymore, man. There's 
you you have a few power guys who who fucking get out there and and light it up but at the same time they do the same little strut around pitchers getting their feelings and and hit the next person if if somebody stares them down too long umpires are are out here throwing people out of the game because they take too long to get back in the batter's box like stop it bro like we uh it's just so fucking boring, dog. Like, there's no other way around it, man. It's just so fucking boring. Poker's more entertaining to watch. You feel me? <laughs> watching, watching, yeah. a, watching That's a motherfucking fair. poker hand. You like, ooh, shit. What's you know? Like watching a motherfucker pull off a bluff is a lot. Is a lot more exciting than watching your favorite baseball player on first base bluffing like he's gonna steal second. And you know, to me, for me, maybe I'm a little biased right now because the dude that I wanted to actually watch this season has been hurt, and Tatis Jr. But at least, Mace, at least we've had one person that has been giving us some glory in baseball this year, and that boy Vlad Guerrero Jr. be dashing the ball. That man hits the ball into the next galaxy. Like but said, other than that, yes, yeah, a bunch of boring motherfuckers. It's boring, bro. Like. Why are you penalizing somebody for being excited for doing some gangster shit? You know, you know what, bro? If if you if you strike a motherfucker out, you should be able to you should be able to fucking do a backflip. Fuck it, who cares? You know what I'm saying? You you in the end you you get out of a fucking bases loaded jam, nigga. Do something at fucking sighting, dog. Like do something. Don't just strut back to the dugout like, all right, do my job, do my job, boss. What else you want me to do? Do fucking something exciting, though. Do Fortnite I, dances. Fortnite dances. <laughs> I don't. I don't at, at this point, I don't give a damn what you do. Like I said, I would be there for an entire 10-minute Conor McGregor strut after a motherfucker hit a home run. I'd be there for it. I'd tune into that shit. Baseball is the one sport that tries to pun- penalize you for making the game fun. All of our other major sports, well, don't let me say that. The NFL does that at times, but they still allow you to have like a, a matter of self-expression. They're just trying to stop the so much in in dudes' faces that causes fights and causes dudes to all of a sudden say, well, I don't care. I'm going to drop the crown of my helmet into this guy. So um, I but get it. But yeah, baseball just... is so ridiculous. And, that, and that's what we're stuck with right now. That's why the lights are blue. I'm sad that we're stuck with a boring-ass sport for some months. <clears throat> Well, all bad. I can, all I can say is, I'm going to like two more baseball games. I think this year, um, please let them be exciting, please, please, because the I'm Yankees been, been and, to, and White Sox I went to, it was quick, but it wasn't exciting. <laughs> I said, I've been to actually the the last Astros game I've been to. I think they hit like fucking seven home runs, so that was pretty cool. Last time I've been to a baseball game, someone it's always someone getting hit in the foul line, and then <laughs> always it's like someone hey, goes. that's why they have the nets up now. That's why they have them up. Hey, look, legitimately, if they didn't have them nets up at the game that I went to, the Yankees and White Sox, Aaron Judge would have fell into my lap. Okay, so I'm actually kind of thankful because that's a big motherfucker, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, we're we're in sports jail, people. We gonna we gonna keep it funky for you, but we in sports jail right now. That's really all I got. That, ladies and gentlemen, was another trip into the mind of a madman. That was, ladies and gentlemen, of course, Mace's 
Madness. But to wrap the show today, we have to get to all of the mandatory training camp stories that have been popping because it is prime time for football propaganda. So, mates, I know you're feeling good right now. You know it's still the summer. You, you usually feel real good about the Cowboys in the summer. What's the football propaganda coming out of Dallas? Oh, it's everybody's in the best shape of their life. Dak's in the best shape of his life. Zeke's in the best shape of his life. Oh, so Zeke got rid of the gut? Apparently so, man. Uh, Mike McCarthy's in the best shape of his life. Uh, hey, bro, I'm just, like I said, this is where we are right now with sports topics. This is where we are. Jerry so Jones is, is backtracking on putting Jimmy Johnson in the ring of honor. You know what I'm saying? This is where we are. Is he really? Bro, listen in an interview. In an interview, I want to say over the weekend, over, over over this week, they asked him, and he said, um, "I think his words were something on the lines of, you know, we're 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 still we're still discussing things there, or something on, you know, what I'm saying just the typical Jerry bullshit." You, you know, he Jerry don't never give a right. He don't never give a fucking direct answer. You know, he, like, you know, when he started, when he hit that DC different twirl, you know, you know, he was backtracked. It's like he trying to be like, I'm going to wait. Hopefully he dies first. So I ain't even got to be there for this shit. So I ain't got to see his face. It's yeah. like a, the pettiness inside of him just doesn't let it go. So according to uh, all the Dallas reporting, everybody's in great shape right now. Oh, yeah. that. Oh, yeah, bro. CD Lamb's ready to go. Uh, he's ready to be the number one. When are Gallup? they expecting Gallup to be ready? Um, about uh, right around like the they, they said uh, maybe missing the first four games because um, I, I want to say Dallas is either either the head trainer or like their their doctor consultant or whatnot. He's the one that does all the ACL surgeries for like the majority of the NFL players. So like, I guess they feel like they have a inside track on knowing when a guy's going to be healthy from a knee injury or something on that line. But yeah, it's, it's always, they're in the best shape of their life. They're ready to go. The defense is playing better than the offense right now. That is one thing that, that is the, the consensus from um, the mandatory mini camps is that the defense has been uh, one step ahead of the offense, but that's probably been the narrative for like the past two years now, I believe. So, Daryl, what's the football propaganda coming out from both of your team, your current teams? Because I know you support the Patriots, you support the Bucks. I know I have seen one thing that came out where Tom Brady had said that his hunger for football might be gone soon. Does that worry you? No. <laughs> no. If Brady says hunger is almost gone, you know each is there just like – I'm just here to collect the check and then call it a day. That's how that. But means. doesn't that worry you? Doesn't that say that hey, he might fall off a cliff this year? As long as he doesn't do anything crazy, a crazy injury, that's all that matters. <laughs> like, well, players. I know you got to be feeling good. They said your man Mac Jones then came in the camp in super shape. They say he lost his gut, baby. You feel like y'all got the one in Mac, baby? gotta be positive you gotta be positive in the beginning of the of, of the camps you know you gotta be positive oh okay how okay how much weight he lost he still got a pea shooter the last <laughs> the last bit of of dallas info is that we've been docked 
a organized team activity for next year because apparently our practices were too physical. Oh, we already had a, uh, in Chicago here, we already had a practice canceled on us this year because apparently a rookie mini camp, we was going to look too hard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're like, yeah, hey, y'all boys look too hard. We need to pull this back. As far as players go, the, so I was very critical of the uh, Tyler Smith. You know, I'll probably be critical of him until I see him perform with the pads on on Sunday. But um, the reports on him is is that he's one of those, if he gets your hands on you type guy, you're kind of fucked. He's one of those just, just big, strong, grizzly motherfuckers. So that's, that, that's always a good sign. But at some point, the technique got to follow. So I'm, I'll be watching him closely just because he was our first round pick. And I didn't think that we should go in that direction. But hey. If he if he turns out if it turns out well you know I hey man I I might have to rock with him but right now he's he's strong so yeah things are looking kind of interesting here in Chicago um, so there's some up there's some down right from what I've seen they've uh, there's been a lot of reports that the team is looking very very fast out there uh, people are looking more prepared than they were under Nagy from what the reporters are saying. Um, they've said that the whole offseason, Darnell Mooney and Fields have been working together in Atlanta. Now they're going to actually have uh, Jones Jr. join them in this offseason now, and they're going to be doing more training down there. Also, Cole Komet will also be joining that, um, that trio down there. So from what I understand, those guys have all been showing out in camp so far. They've been looking great. Uh, they've also said that the defensive rookies are looking promising. They say uh, Brisket, they say that guy is looking like he is going to be the probably the steal of the draft as far as our, our division goes. The fact of the matter that we got a guy that's can play at a what they believe is a very high level very quickly for the Bears and make plays, which is the most important thing, right? When you need DBs that break on the ball and make plays. So we're looking good uh, on that end. Still got some questions at cornerback, but, um, you know, we don't really know what we have in Young yet because he didn't get to participate in everything because he was a little nicked up, so they just kept him out. Um, but the most surprising thing that we have and where there may be some worrisome news, so the tackle positions are looking secured by Barham and the rookie, what is his name? Oh, goodness, give me one second. I can't believe I forgot it. I literally, I had it. And now, oh, Braxton Jones, there we go. So uh, Braxton Jones is looking like he's going to be on the left side. Um, it's worrisome because Tevin Jenkins was supposed to be playing one of those two positions. You would expect that him coming back now and being in his second year, he would be more prepared than a uh, rookie coming in, but it's not looking that case. So I'm hoping we can figure it out with him and find a position for him that he can excel at, whether it is we kick him inside to right guard or we have him playing one of the tackles. I just want this offensive line to please, Lord, please, sweet baby Jesus, protect Justin Fields. Because we can't have our quarterback getting hit like he was last season. That was absurd and, I, and outrageous on, on many levels there. So we've had a lot of uh, good football propaganda coming out here. But I will say, regardless of all the propaganda that's been put out here for the Bears, I'm still sketchy on that offensive line, Mace. No matter what they say, no matter how good they say dudes are looking, um, I need to see 
live fire action. I need to see you play good. One weird, one strange thing that has come out, Mace. I don't know, but it has McCarthy decided for you guys who's going to play in the preseason because at this point, Eberflus has said that he is still debating even playing the players in preseason. Um, I don't think we'll see Dak and Zeke for sure. Probably won't see uh, Zach Martin and Tyron Smith. Um, I think the defense, I think he will allow um, Dan Quinn to roll out his starting defense for a portion of each game. Um, but one, one, one good thing that's come from the whole Gallup injury is that, um, Dallas is starting to realize that they need to put Tony Pollard on the field more. Um, I mean, in, in college, he was, a, he started out as a slot receiver anyways. So he's been working a lot out at receiver. I mean, anytime you can get a home run guy on the field that can impact the team. I think you do need to put him out there. Um, I do expect his. I, I do expect Dallas to make sure his touches go up, because I mean, when your when your receiving core has been depleted by injury and just a lack of talent now, um, I do think you have to find a way to get home runs, and it really looks like uh, our main home run threat is going to be Tony Pollard. So Dallas is going to have to find a way to get him on the field as much as possible, even with the return to Gallup. I, I still think this offense has, at, at some combination of Zeke and Pollard, this offense has to run through. Um, for as, as much flack as I've given Zeke, he's still really good within five yards and making people miss. You just have to keep people off of him so he can get to that second level. But um I do think our our offense is going to go as Pollard goes. I'm willing to say to you, Mace, I think y'all would be better served if you could trade Zeke now, get some value for him, and just play Pollard. Zeke is about to have a precipitous fall off. I, I don't, listen, all this, oh, he's in the best shape of his life, that doesn't matter. He's already slowed down. You've seen it, Mace. It's not him being so out of shape because he's still – been in decent enough shape to be productive, he's already slowed down. Once you start slowing down as a running back, you do not become faster, okay? There, there, look, there's been one dude where we watched him slow down in his career, and he somehow still managed to play for forever, and that's Frank Gore. Other than that, it usually you see a precipitous fall off once a guy starts losing their speed, and he was never one to have the ability to lose that much speed because it wasn't like he was burning the doors down. All he was doing was he had enough speed to pull away and to keep you from necessarily getting right up on top of him and pulling him down from behind. He was not a burner. So I think you guys should honest to God. I think especially especially now especially now with this amount of cap that we that Dallas has acquired, do something with it, bro. I there's still free agents out there that can help the team. But on the other note, you can take a Zeke $12 million cap hit now. And I'm inclined to believe that Zeke was overrated and it didn't get exposed until that offensive line started taking some dings. Once the offensive line took some dings, you started realizing that, oh, wait, 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 he's not really that. Even if you catch him in the backfield, he'll – shake a dude off and still yeah. get you three yards. I mean, He's not that guy. 
Dallas's offensive line at one point resurrected Darren McFadden's career. Yep. Darren McFadden and he got and, uh, DeMarco Murray, right? Yeah, DeMarco Murray, Murray right? got paid because of uh, Tennessee paid DeMarco Murray and then messed around and drafted Derrick Henry a year later and put him out on the field. I mean. Look, man, it's, it's wild. I, I will say, in fairness to Zeke and what I was saying, Derrick Henry's not really that dude either that if you get him in the backfield, he's yeah. going to break a tackle. But he also has an extreme – he's very fast. Like that dude, for, for everything that's hidden in the stiff arms that he puts people into the shadow realm, right, he is fast. That dude pulls away, and that's the craziest part about him. So he at least still has that ability. We'll see now coming back off of the injuries, right, we'll see if he has that. But – I honestly, honestly, Mace, I really feel like you guys would be in a better position if you could just get some draft capital for Zeke right now from a bad team, right? And say, hey, next year, we know we're going into the draft with some more high picks where we can keep drafting because you guys are hitting on players. For, yeah. for, for all the knocks I give the Cowboys, they have been tremendous in drafting in the past 10, let's just say about 10 years. They've yeah. built a very good core of players. They've missed on, they've taken some big swings and missing. And missed, but they've also got some guys on the back end I mean, for, where it's like, holy shit, you, as, hit, you hit value. For as much as, as we have a few impact players who are aging, I think Dallas's um, average age right now is like 26, 27. Like, that's the average age on the team. Like, like, like take away Tyra Smith, Zach Martin, and a few other guys. I mean, it, it's still fairly a, a, a young team. So, yeah. So, but, I'm going to pull – so I'm going to pin you down on something real quick, okay. Mace. We're going to do it. Way too early rookie of the year pick. Way too early rookie of the year pick? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's way too early, but I want you to make one. Who you got? Offensive hmm. rookie of the year. Offensive rookie of the year. I'm going to go. Hmm. <laughs> He's debating. You better not say that boy up in Green Bay. We're going to have problems in our friendship if you say that boy up in Green Bay. Okay? I'm not – we're not doing that here, Mace. We're not doing that. I don't care if he likes One Piece, Mace. I don't care. He still plays for the Packers. So you better um, not. You better not, Mace. Don't do it to me now. You know what? I'm going to have to go <coughs> – Man, this is kind of tough. Cause I don't I don't think there was really one player that like stood out above the rest. Like there's I mean there's a lot of good Damn. Tough. Ah. Stop filibustering and make a pick. <laughs> uh, I see yeah. you over here trying to filibuster with your ah, mm, I don't know mm, who who could it possibly be ah, ow, ooh, ooh, like it's painting you don't you say it Mace don't you pick that boy on the Packers we're going to have problems <laughs> we're going to have real problems don't um, do it well, when we look at where don't people do it Mace went, I care about you don't he do had, it he's in the of all the receivers that were drafted He's in the best situation. Don't do it, Mace. Don't do it. 
Oh, he has a restriction to pick on the rookie if you're gonna make him not pick that football. That's yeah, but, all right. I'm just, I'm like like looking at it from like a pure like his opportunity standpoint. Christian Watson had he's in the best situation. Who is who the fuck is Aaron Rodgers gonna throw the ball to? Alan Lazard. I need you to stop your bias over there, Green Bay. Let him pick it. Go ahead, pick it. Go ahead. Pick oh it. man, I mean. All the other reasons, I mean. There's no other good picks. Come on now. Maybe Chris Olave? He's lying to himself. There but you I mean, go. Much better, Mace. Much better. Nah. Nah, Seriously. but you know what? I, I have to go Christian Watson, dog. I have to. Thought we was cool, bro. Bro, I have to. Look at every other receiver that was drafted. Look at who their quarterback is. Car- Dotson, he's got Carson Wentz. Olave's got Went- Jameis Winston. And and Olave ain't a go up and get it dude. And you know Winston need to go up and get it dude because he... Sir, he can see now. He can see now, okay? He can see the defense. I mean, Garrett okay? Wilson's up there see him with, before. With, Garrett Wilson's up there with Zach Wilson. So, you, I mean, Drake London got who that and he's still in the league throwing it to him. So I mean, it's when there was there was no tight end that you can point to and be like he's that dude. There's no running back that you can point out and be like he's going to be an impact player. You really you have to. He he's in the best situation. Christian Watson is in the best situation to be well early. Cause we know well, one thing we know Aaron Rodgers can make it work with any fucking body. We're supposed to be friends, bro. We we are friends, but I would you, not. I you, would not. You're pinning me up against the wall right now. <laughs> you and you got my back up against the wall. All these other dudes, they are in terrible offensive situations. Alave probably has the best chance, but if we're looking at who who can get this man the ball early, who can put him in the best situations to be well. Early, to be to do good early, as long as Christian Watson, even if he's slightly open, Aaron Rodgers can get him the ball. You can't say that about any of the other. You can't say that about either. any of the other quarterbacks with their rookie receivers. You can't say that any other. I you can't say that any other either. receiver has a quarterback who is going to consistently get them the ball in places that they can be successful. You can't say that. Now they may they may out athlete who's guarding them. But you can't say that their quarterback is going to put them in or is going to throw the ball in positions for them to be successful outside of Aaron Rodgers. Friends aren't supposed to say things that hurt other friends. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry, bro. (laughs) But my back was against the wall, dog. Oh, God. The worst part is I'd pick the same person. Mace, tell the people where to find you at. (laughs) (laughs) You know where you find me, man. Twitter. At funky underscore stuff 09 Instagram Nindaime Sama. You know what? You know, I'm I'm at I'm a, at some point I'm gonna make all these the same. You know, I'm gonna do it for y'all. And also find me at Twitch, twitch.tv slash swaggy mace. At some point, it's gonna be all the same name, maybe pretty soon. Be on the lookout. Mr. Low E Low. Tell him where to find you. Twitch, low elo janitor, Twitter, low elo janitor. 
He made it simple for us. I like it. I like it. I like it. And of course, y'all know where to find me at, Jay Spanderman, everywhere. Make sure you like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell on our YouTube page and Spotify so you can be notified every time we drop new episodes. We do appreciate everybody coming through on this episode of your favorite weekly sports show, ITC Sports Ball. Sports Ball. Jake Paul. Fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs>